this is the Cataholos podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode 3, How to Deal with Procrastination and Overwhelm. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cataholos podcast, Food for the Journey. So in today's episode, I'm going to hopefully help you with how to deal with procrastination and overwhelm. We're going to look at how these actually usually manifest together and most importantly, what we can do about it to help you. So this is some time for you, remember that. This is some time to take that backpack off, sit by the side of the road, reflect on where you've come, where you're going to go, but you know what, for now, with me, just relax. You don't need to do anything, don't need to achieve anything, don't need to be anything to anybody. Just have a listen, engage with the material, enjoy yourself, and hopefully it can help and you can have a good time. So procrastination and overwhelm, it's an interesting one, this. In my experience working with people, these things actually very, very often go together. So let's look at both of them. So procrastination, you put things off, you procrastinate, you think I should be doing this, but mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or I really need to be doing this thing and I'm I'm not going to do that. And you put it off, you put it off and you put it off. And when you feel overwhelmed, it's too much. Everything is too much. I say to people, when you're good, you can deal with anything. When you're not good, even the slightest thing can overwhelm you. Think about a cup, you pour in liquid into a cup, there's only so much you can take before it gets overwhelmed and it overflows. And we are the same, and and it's different for everybody, right? You're sat there, or walking the dog, or listening to it in the car. You're different to me, aren't you? We're all different. We all get overwhelmed in different ways, and some things that might overwhelm you don't overwhelm other people and vice versa. But the interesting thing is, I found when I work with people, these tend to go together. You know, does that relate? Can you relate to that? Does that make sense? That you've got something important to do, so you don't do it because you think, um, well, I haven't got time to do it properly now, so I'm going to leave it uh, until I can do it really, you know, 100%. And then you don't do it because you think, well, I need to do it perfectly and I haven't got time to do that now or I'm not in the right headspace to do it now. So you procrastinate and you put it off, which leads to a sense of overwhelm. So you're more likely to not take action. And then it's a downward spiral. It's a real issue for a lot of people at the moment that. So if you've never kind of realized that, that can be a really helpful realization, hopefully for you. It definitely is for when I work with people and I point that out to them, they say, oh yeah, I thought they were just like two separate things. I didn't realize that by me procrastinating and putting things off, it's more like to make me feel overwhelmed rather than actually helping. So it's a lot of people having this issue at the moment. And interestingly, when I speak to people, especially in business, a lot of their problems are not necessarily of their making. That might be for you. You're dealing with people and, you know, clearing up their mess or dealing with relationship problems and productivity problems, but they are your responsibility. So even though they're not your making, you have to do something about it or be responsible for creating solutions. So how can we help you with that? So that's the problem, isn't it? We're thinking, right, if I can't do it 100%, I'm just not, I'm going to put it off until I can find time or in a better headspace to, to do it. And then you don't do it. And then you feel overwhelmed. Or it might just be that you feel overwhelmed and then you procrastinate. So you get the idea, you know, they're linked together. So I want to suggest seven solution steps, things that you can say, things that you can think, things that you can do to help you. And then we're going to look at some applications, three kind of real life scenarios of people I've helped and people I've worked with for how they use those steps to create solutions and to deal with this because this is not an impossible problem. Once you recognize it and you have some things in place, it can be something where every time it comes up, you recognize and go, aha, this is happening again. I remember now 
and I know what to do about it. The danger of procrastination and overwhelm is we often think it's the first time we've ever felt that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like you feel really overwhelmed and you forget that you felt like that before and you've overcome it. But you tend to think, oh, this is it. This is the one now. I'm never going to get past this. You know, or you, you say, I've been putting this thing off forever. And you haven't. It might have been six weeks <laughs> or two hours. So the reason I don't call this a solution is there's no one key fits all for everybody, is there? What works for you might not work for somebody else. And again, depending on your life situation, certain things for the, for you, these might be relevant now, you might use some now, you might use them in, in the future. But the reason I call them steps towards solutions is they're all going to take you forward. None of these things are going to take you backwards and none of them are going to make you feel more overwhelmed because they're just, again, they're just real life examples of where I've used them with people. And equally with myself, constantly as a reflective practitioner, thinking what's working for me, what's working for other people. Okay, why can we share that? Okay. So from working with business owners, people in business, teachers, parents, charity workers, all sorts of different people. So no matter who you are, listening to this, hopefully it can help. All right. So the first thing is recognizing that what you're doing or how you're thinking isn't working and being willing to change. That's a real, real step towards success with procrastination and overwhelm. A lot of people say, well, it's just me, just how I am. It's just the situation right now. What can I do? And there's almost like a fatalistic resignation saying, well, you know, it's how it is. It's how it's always going to be. It's not. If you're willing to change and to recognize, you know, you can improve some things, you personally can try some different ways of doing things or that things can improve, that's going to massively help you with procrastinating and feeling overwhelmed. If you just think it's like this, it's always going to be like this forever, then of course you just want to give up. So the first one is it's like just admitting you have a problem or being willing to go, no, I can, I can do something with this. That's the first step. Then the second one is to think about, right, once you've done that and gone, yeah, okay, I'm, you know, I'm doing some things, not really helping, I don't want to put things off, I don't like feeling overwhelmed. Say, so, well, what are my triggers? And triggers are things that instigate a behavior or a reaction. So, for example, with a lot of people, say, if you're trying to cut down on drinking, a trigger might see you, but see a bottle of wine or a beer or a spirit, you think, ah, oh, could do with a drink, right? That's a trigger, that's a physical thing, and then straight away you get a response, so you potentially want to stay away from that. So triggers tend to be behaviors, environments, people, but times of day. So what I suggest is for a week, if you go on the Cataholos um, free resources section, there's a thing where you can track your mood for a week, but you could do it for this. You could track your triggers, just change the word mood for a trigger and just print it off or fill it in on your phone. And you just track it for a week. So for example, you might say, I tend to be a lot, you know, I procrastinate quite a lot around this time of day. Or I tend to procrastinate a lot on these days. Or I tend to feel really overwhelmed on a Monday morning or a Sunday night or a Thursday evening. And once you recognize those triggers, it can stop with that problem we said before of thinking, oh, I feel like this for the first time. I'm overwhelmed. It's never going to pass. Or, you know, I'm procrastinating. I can't do anything about it. You say, ah, it's Thursday night. <laughs> I usually feel overwhelmed on a Thursday night. And that's okay. Or, you know, it's Monday morning and I, I'm procrastinating, putting off the most important thing rather than just jumping on some small things. I'm going to make an effort to, you know, be brave and just tackle that important thing I've been putting off first thing this morning. So that's something else. Knowing those triggers might be people, behaviors, environments, or times of day. So just chart it for a week. It will give you some really, really good data. Another step towards success when dealing with procrastination overwhelm is, and this is something I've really been applying in my life recently, rather than trying to be, say, perfectionist or massively high standards and doing this 100% thing, flip it, right, and think, okay, 
what is the smallest amount that I can do, the absolute smallest, but that I can do consistently. So if you take a diet example, the absolute most is I'm going to change my whole diet, I'm going to change the way I eat, and if I don't do it perfectly, I'm just going to give up. And that's how a lot of people, and I've done that in the past, as <laughs> a lot of people approach diet and exercise. But if you say, well, I'm just going to make an effort to do this thing here, I'm just going to cut out sugar, or I'm just going to stick to this amount of calories, I'm going to eat more fruit and veg, that small thing, but commit to doing it consistently, and you raise your standard and say, well, when I feel like putting it off, I'm still going to do that thing. Or when I feel overwhelmed, I'm still going to do that thing. Make it massively, absolutely the smallest thing. But then once you've got it in place, you don't let it go. And that's a real shift. That's a real change in thinking. It's like the difference in the elephant and the ants. You know, that famous example who wins in the fight between the elephant and the ants. It's the ants because over time, the small bites add up. Well, you can have a positive example here. You know, that small thing can add up. So what's the smallest amount you can do? But the key word is there consistently. Consistency is like the solution <laughs> to procrastination over one. Okay, another one. When you feel very overwhelmed, this is one that often falls out the window with people I know, is your basic routines just suffer. Your basic sleep, your basic food, your basic self-care, your basic looking after yourself. Keep those in place getting those regular bedtime, you know, wherever possible. I know if you've got children, if you've got work demands, I get that, right? But having a basic solid routine and saying, this is my non-negotiable every single day. I need to eat, I need to sleep, I need fresh air, I need these things. Have those in place, but then also look for what I call a little bit of wiggle room. So for example, you're really focused and you say, do you know what, I'm going to actually tackle that task, give myself two hours, right? And you do it in an hour and 40 minutes. Brilliant. Don't then think, right, I've got 20 minutes to shove something else in. Give yourself that 20 minutes because you had two hours to do it anyway and you've achieved it. That was the goal. The goal is not to then squeeze another 20 minutes and think, oh, I've started something else and I haven't finished it. Or I feel overwhelmed now. No, you should celebrate the fact that you've done it and you've got a bit of spare time. So keep those basic routines in place. And then on top of that, a little thing you can add, like I said before, is Where's the wiggle room? Is it 10 minutes or even five minutes in between Zoom calls? Is it having some deep breaths when you get home from the office and saying, right, that was work. Okay, now we're going to do home, you know, and separate those things. It stops it from you taking situations with you and can really help with that overwhelm. Two more things. Focusing on consistent quality effort rather than infrequent end results. That can be a huge shift in helping you both with dealing with uh, procrastination, being more proactive and doing things, but especially with feeling overwhelmed. At the moment, so many people, they say to me, oh, I have to get this end result. I have to do this. And it might be infrequent. So it might be a salesperson. I've got to win this big contract. And then you get one. And then you might not get another one for a few weeks. And it's up and down, up and down, as opposed to saying, I'm going to put in consistent quality effort in my, say, sales ideas or my sales lead generation. And that's actually the thing that I can keep doing regularly. And that's a big, big shift that focusing on quality, consistent effort rather than basing our value and how good we feel about ourselves on things that go up and down and results that often we can't control. You know, it's the difference between saying I tried my best or I won first place. And it's very easy to go for the first place, isn't it? But the trying your best thing, you can do that as much as you want. <laughs> that doesn't run out. So that's a bit of a deeper one, that, but that can really help because if you're thinking, right, I'm going to consistently put in quality effort, that's the opposite of procrastination, isn't it? Consistent quality effort, 
not worrying too much about results. Results can kind of take care of themselves. So that consistent quality effort, you know, and just saying, I don't want to be infrequent anymore. And this leads really nicely into the last one. If you can regularly do this, even on a very, very small level, it can massively help your mood. It can massively help you in so many ways. And it's this, commit to completing things. Right? A lot of people I know, we you know we start things, don't we? You say, I'm going to start that garden project. I'm going to do this. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to start this thing. And you start it. And then you get a bit overwhelmed and you procrastinate and put it off and you don't finish it and you feel bad about yourself. I've done it. Loads of people do it, especially at the moment. But when you complete something, no matter what it is, you feel satisfied. And that, satis- that real satisfaction, that feeling of satisfaction is the opposite of feeling overwhelmed and procrastinating. So if you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you're going to put things off, commit to finishing something. Even a small thing said, I was going to make a healthy lunch and I've made it and I've eaten it. Tick. Satisfied. I said I was going to do this thing and I'm going to do it until it's completed. I've completed it. Tick. Satisfied. And you can start to get a streak. You know, you start to feel positive and it goes up and up and up. So that last one, focusing on completing things. Have a look at something you started recently. You know, have a look at your list, a note on the fridge, you know, just do a mental check. I've got all these seven things. Well, just do one of them, but get it complete. You'll feel so good about yourself and then it raises your confidence. It's a wonderful way of approaching things. So I want to give you three examples of real life people and ways that they've used these kind of steps and these might resonate hopefully with you. Just for ado, I want to give a big shout out to Paul Kopak and Shooters Media for their fantastic production as always on this podcast. They do a brilliant job. They do fantastic videos. If you're interested in having video for your business, make sure you check out Shooters Media, check out their website, check out my website because a lot of the videos are done by Shooters. Absolutely superb. Thank you very much, Paul. So the first real life example is a small business owner or somebody in a leadership position in a small business. Is this you, right? You're busy, busy doing these things and you don't have any spare time and you feel very overwhelmed, but then suddenly you've got free time. So you put off other stuff because you've just been so overwhelmed. You know, so you've worked really hard three or four days and you've got a spare day. So you think, oh, there's all these things I need to do, but I'll just put it off because I'm so tired. What can you do about that? Well, again, you could pick any one of these seven, but one of the most useful ones I found in that case is saying, right, I'm going to spend some time working on the business. I'm going to spend some time creating an asset. I'm going to spend some time building relationships. I'm going to spend some time working on myself, helping myself, you know, that proactivity, working those really important things that might not be urgent, but if you just work on yourself on maybe have that whole day, you're then good for the next week and you get into that streak. So if it's kind of up and down, up and down, look at establishing that little middle point. Is it just completing some things? Saying, right, rather than these five things, there's just one thing. Is it saying, well, no, I'm not going to do all these things that Mike suggested, but I'm going to do one of them. Fantastic. Really, really good. Second one that is so common is changing diet and exercise. Now, there's so much we could talk about, but again, just thinking about it, I've definitely done this in the past. You say, well, if I don't know all the calories and I've not logged it perfectly and I don't know all the macros and I've not done all these and done all these 10,000 steps and I'm just not going to start. Or you do it for a day or two and then you give up because the third day wasn't so good. Well, again, look at that one that we looked at. I think it was the fourth one. What was the smallest thing you can do? But do it consistently. And once it's in place, you don't let it go. So for me recently, it was saying, right, I'm going to have a certain amount of steps every day. Just a certain amount of steps, you know. But once that's in place, it's in place. And it leads again to that feeling of satisfaction, which is the opposite of overwhelm. And also proactivity. You're doing it 
rather than putting it off. All right. So that's a massive one for diet and exercise. The smallest thing you can do, but do it and then do it consistently. And you start to feel that sense of positive momentum. It's a great feeling. It's absolutely brilliant. And then a big one for a lot of people at the moment is a change in their mental health. So, you know, are you feeling a bit more anxious at the moment? Feeling a bit low moods? Have you got some acute stress in your system? You've got, you know, your tummy is gurgling or you've got some muscle spasms or, you know, I've spoke, spoken to all sorts of people and they get all sorts of symptoms. Again, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed by stress. It's very easy to feel overwhelmed by anxiety and depression. And it's very easy to procrastinate looking after ourselves. That's a big example where your basic routines and your wiggle room will help with that, right? It's very easy to just go, oh, I'm just going to sleep in all day, or I'm just going to stay up all night, or I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Again, doing those things in small moderation, bit of wiggle room, fine. Doing them every single day, just going to make yourself feel worse. So here's a really simple way to deal with that. You say, okay, what's something I can do today to make myself feel good? Something that you genuinely feel good after you've done it. Is it 10 minutes of yoga? Is it sending a funny gif? to your friend, you know, what actually is it? Because these things are not dependent on time. We've always got five minutes to do something, but it's choosing the right things. So when you feel overwhelmed, it's easy, isn't it, to think, I haven't got any choices. I, I, I just, I don't know what to do. Or to think, well, I do know what to do, but I don't feel good, so I'm just going to put it off, you know. Again, look at um, episode two that we did when we talked about being brave. Be a little bit brave, you know. Make that effort to look after yourself. So especially at the moment, if you're not feeling great, feeling overwhelmed, and you're procrastinating, you know, a small thing you can do, the basic routines, and you can see that those seven steps to a solution for you, you can use any of them, you can use all of them, they don't run out, <laughs> you know, that sometimes some will be more appropriate than others, but no matter where you're at, where you are, or, or how your life's going at the moment, they can hopefully help you, all right, so I hope you found today helpful, I hope there's a lot of material today, it's quite a long one today, I wanted to really give you something of substance to deal with procrastination overwhelm because it's a massive issue that affects productivity, success, but most important, happiness. And I want you to be happy. <laughs> so until we uh, speak again and you pick up your backpack, you know, and you go back into your life now, you know, just commit to one thing from today. Just think, yeah, I like that. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to share that with somebody. I'm going to re-listen to that. I'm going to use that to help me because I do feel overwhelmed sometimes procrastinating. Just pick one thing, just one small thing. That can help you going forward in your journey. So remember two things until we talk again. The first is that your best learning often does happen outside of the classroom. And the second is somebody today, right now, loves you very much, just as you are. Okay, take care. Speak soon.